0: All right, welcome
1: back to another episode of Real Talk. Tom Brady is a quitter. Jeff here. Brad, how are you, sir?
0: I'm doing well. Manchester just United just pulled off a miraculous win in the Champions League. Uh, basketball starting in about three weeks. Just about anything to keep my mind off the Pittsburgh Steelers is good enough for me right now.
1: Yeah, you know, New England isn't exactly a... Um, a Super Bowl favorite at this point in the season, but the Patriots have a lot of stuff going on, lots to talk about. Um, you know, for me, I just uh, I took it. Actually, I was wearing this sweatshirt the other day, Super Bowl champions, Super Bowl fifty three, and uh, I took a picture and sent it to my Snapchat friends, and I'm like, I miss the feeling of having like Super Bowl gear come in and stuff like that, and and feeling that that warm fuzzy feeling of being the best team in the league, and Hopefully I feel it again soon because right now it feels light years away. But this Sunday it feels like it's going to be the closest thing to that. And I know that's kind of hard to explain because it's truly not a Super Bowl, but it, it feels huge. Like this game feels monumental. And if we lose, it's not going to feel like a Super Bowl loss. But if we win, it's going to have that feeling of like, oh, let's go. Let's go. We're back to being like what we can potentially be. I don't know. Um
0: I get it. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually have a perfect question to start this podcast off unless you want to go first.
0: Nope, haven't had it.
1: All right. I'm asking you this question because I feel like you can separate biased and honesty pretty well, as do I think I can sometimes. So I'm gonna ask you this question straight up and I expect an honest answer. Okay. Who's a better football team today, the Pittsburgh Steelers or the New England Patriots?
0: Questions on my paper, by the way. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> Questions on my paper. Um
1: <laughs> Gosh. Dude, I don't know. This is a very tough question. I thought about this for a week. When the I the scary
0: I... thing is, is I, I think that I think that they struggle with the same things. Like, I often wonder if you combine the Steelers and Patriots, would they even be any better? Like, their defense would have more superstars, but, like, they would still have the same problems. Uh, like I said on the podcast, I had the I had the Bengals by 7 to 10 points. They ended up winning by 14. Um, the offense is just abysmal. Like I said, if it wasn't for the Jets, the Steelers would have the worst uh, offense in the league. Fortunately, the Jets exist. Um and the Steelers aren't healthy on defense, so it's even harder to watch. There's just there's not really too many teams I see, especially on our schedule, that I'm like, that's a win. I mean, we're going to be fighting tooth the nail every week to get a win. The Steelers are. And I feel the Patriots may be doing the same thing. Maybe you guys feel you have a better coaching advantage. I like our coach as well, too. But, again, both our guys are more defensive guys. Um, Big Ben's washed. Mac Jones is still a new guy. I think rookie quarterbacks are what one in eleven, or something like that. So, right now in the NFL, so
1: the only win is a rookie <clears throat> back over a rookie quarterback. It was Mac yeah. Jones, Zach Wilson.
0: I truly don't know, but I guess if they played today, Steelers by thirty. I mean, it's out.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, um, I, I really don't know. It it would be a good game.
1: Yeah, it would no, be I'm... a
0: good game, but it, it's we're not having this conversation as we did maybe 10 years ago when they're fighting for the one and two seed it. Maybe, maybe we're trying to, maybe we're on the edge of double digit, single digit draft position. That's how it feels right now. Anyway.
1: Yeah. The reason I ask is I've just been thinking a lot about, you know, what, um, what it's going to take to get over this hump, you know, And obviously the Steelers have six Super Bowls and and the New England has six Super Bowls and they're kind of leading the pack there. But they both don't seem like they have the right answer to get there. You know what I mean? Um, I think the answer is probably for Pittsburgh upgrading the quarterback position, even though I don't think it's as bad as everyone's making it seem.
0: It is. You think it is? You think it that bad? is? I've watched every snap. It's that bad.
1: Okay. Well, actually, that...
0: I got a stat for you. Let me try and remember it verbatim here. Ben Rothesberger, since the beginning of 2020, on throws further than 20 yards, has a 27.8% completion rating, which is 34th out of 39 qualifying quarterbacks.
1: And there's 32 that start on Sunday. Yeah.
0: And he's 34th of 39. So, I mean, th- it's just not good in. Big Ben's never been a pre-snap quarterback. Um, when you look at a lot of his deep balls, the reason the percentage is down is because he's like, I'm willing to do play action, but it's kind of like you know in Madden when you pick a play and you're like, I know I'm going to snap it, and in two seconds I'm tapping X. Like you just have it predetermined. That's how all of his passes seem, and he's so scared behind that shit like bad offensive line that it it's just disgusting to watch. I don't. I mean we played the Bengals and I told you guys publicly I felt like we had no chance and it didn't look like we did either it's not just the scoreline or losing it's throughout the game you see how bad the offense is and it's it's just disheartening really
1: yeah for us it's kind of like very similar situation I guess I though I feel there's promise in the quarterback position it's not what it needs to be right now it's definitely not where it needs to be in order to win 12 games as I predicted um the defense is good but lacks um depth it lacks depth there's a lot of good good on in the starting unit but obviously Gilmore being out um and and I mean truthfully they're, they're they're they don't really have a pass rush that's single-handedly done it's manufactured through blitzes and 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 things like that so it's just really hard to uh to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback and unfortunately they haven't had the dominating running game that i thought they would have through this this point of the season and the offensive line unfortunately has been all right it looks worse than what it really is because mac is holding the ball for a really long time so yeah i mean uh that was my first question do you uh I'll let you i'll let you take this next one away
0: uh, what game are you most excited for this weekend?
1: Hmm. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I mean.
0: I just obviously... want to know how you're feeling. I just want to know how you're feeling going through the game. Like, I- I've seen yeah. some of your posts. Um, Obviously, yeah. you're Patriots first. But yeah. if you guys are down by 14 in the second quarter, are you, are you just like kind of just for this game, cheating on the Patriots too and just cheering for Tom Brady? Or is it, no. is it all so... Patriots all the way? or
1: I've said this. I've said this a few different times. I'm not sure if I've said it on air or not, but um, this game feels like a massive win-win for me because if New England loses, first off, I expect them to lose. I before the season started, Cam Newton, Stephon Gilmore, a healthy roster. I thought we could compete with this team. I said we would upset them, actually. Okay. Um, I also called that they would lose to the Rams and then lose to us th- pre thinking about us, you know? Um, so I'm like halfway there so far. I just don't think we're going to fulfill our destiny at beating them. I don't think that's even, it, man, we look, we look really rough. Um, so back to what I was saying, I think this is a, a win-win for me. Cause if Tom Brady beats the Patriots, he's that's, that's win number 32 against all 32 teams. Okay. Uh, it, it, it solidifies his argument as listen, Bill, you're good. You're really good, but I'm the I'm I'm that good. I am that guy. I am the greatest of all time. And he, I mean, well, nobody's arguing that. And if you are, I'm sorry. Don't listen to this podcast. But um, I mean, there's 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 so much. Obviously the the passing the yard record that's projected to go down in the first quarter, if not the second quarter, at the very latest. Um, that's there. Um, there's there's a whole lot here. I I I'm, I'm interested to see what this game's even going to, going to, going to bring. Uh, Cause I, I think it could be a super fun game, but I also think it could get ugly really quickly and present storylines for the following day. Like Tom runs it up, you know, Tom maybe throws eight touchdowns. I don't think he's thrown eight touchdowns against us, but you, you just never know. You truly never know. Or, Tom struggles in win. Maybe he throws three picks. Maybe Belichick does get the best of them. I think that's possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. Just highly unlikely, you know. Um, I'm 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 really looking forward to this game because it feels like the only game that I'm going to have this year that feels like a playoff atmosphere. To sure. answer your question, because yeah. I don't I don't think the I don't think any longer that the Patriots are as good of a team as I thought they were. Do I think they're Seven and nine again, or seven and ten this year? Absolutely not. They'll be better than that, but um, not much better. All right. I guess before we go on to the next question, though, where where are you at? Are you excited to watch the game? or are you just is it another game for you? Um
0: I'm excited because I'm definitely on Team Tom over Team Belichick. <clears throat> I've too. always hated the argument that Belichick's the greatest coach ever. <clears throat> i i don't I just I don't really. It's too hard to judge coaches. I think players play. I think players are eighty percent coaches are twenty percent, and um I'm really hoping Tom goes in there and just destroys Bill Belichick. I really do um I think he's done a poor job drafting for the most part. you talk about all that stuff. It really seemed like the more and more it went on, the more it was Tom Brady really carrying the organization, so I'd really like to see that cemented and plus, I know it's a lot of allegations and secondhand sources, but this book coming out and all out of the sources are like just what we thought watching him on, you know, media day and all this stuff, like Bill Belichick's just like a dick. Like, it's just, I, he's not a guy I like to root for. And I get he's your coach and you guys can feel how you feel, but like, you know, trust in Bill, believe in Bill, that's fine. But like, I, I just, I don't think there'll ever be a time like Tom Brady posts new England. He's such a fun guy. And I, I like like seeing what he does. His commercials I think are funny. Um, Like with the subway stuff going on and all this and that. And it's like, there's never been a moment where I'm like I like Bill Belichick like ever. Like it's just it always seems like an act with the way he acts and I just don't like it.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm I'll,
0: Tampa kills him.
1: Yeah, I'll say a few more things too, because obviously this is an important topic this week. Yeah, let's well, not? Absolutely. not for me, I mean I'm 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 having a really hard time. I didn't have as hard of a time last year. I'm having a really hard time accepting the fact that Tom Brady's just he's gone. Bill Belichick literally let him go. And it's like, okay, he goes and plays one more year and and tears it up, he wins Super Bowl, whatever. Okay, maybe he plays two more years and maybe the second year he struggles. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case. And now he's already, just in his his current podcast called Let's Go with Jim Gray, he records once a week. He just said he's committed to playing next year. And if that comes out of his mouth, he's not joking. He's not like the kind that's going to win the Super Bowl and then hang him. No, he's, he's committed to play next year, too, because you know what? He has said for the for years he wants to play till he's 45. And I, the one thing I respect about you and that I always said, and I think I've said this on this podcast multiple times. You haven't called for Ben's head because you're going down with the ship, right? That Absolutely. you're you're going down with the ship. That's all I wanted. I wanted to be the captain that went down with the ship. If Brady's going to be freaking terrible and throw ten touchdowns and twenty-one picks, I will accept it. I'll be here for it, and I won't change my view on the team. I'll still watch, and I'll go down. I'll go down swinging, just like I know Tom will. I don't get that opportunity. We so, were just like, sorry, Tom.
0: You, it's not yeah. good enough to reach the playoffs and go eleven and five. We're going to cut you. So, do you think throughout? Maybe this is a lot for you to talk for everybody, but do you think across Patriots fans maybe you talk to or your belief is that fans are bitter at Bill Belichick and that may explode in the stadium this weekend? That, like, Tom's out here killing you guys, and it's like there was no reason to let him go other than your selfish ego that the six Super Bowls were because of you and you don't need any one guy and you wanted to have all this and that and you had all the power and, like, Do you think it grows bitter and it really like makes for a sour ending for Bill Belichick too? And then like, you know, what happens then or is this more or less just
1: the only way that happens is if Bill retires and just never has the success again or ends up going to another team. Let's say he just ends up, you know what, I'm going to go become the head coach. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Good one. (laughs) If he just ends up becoming the head coach, maybe for the giants or something. I just, I think that, things would have to really be bad. There are some Patriot fans. They exist. I, I, I follow tons on Twitter. Some follow me. Um, There are some Patriot fans. that are like, I'm, I'm Patriots. I don't, I don't have any involvement in the team. Yeah. I love Tom Brady. I loved Gronk, but at the same time, that's all I'm rooting for. And it's like, that's so fake. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a Patriot fan too, but yeah, but that's your guy. Yeah. That's my freaking dude. I would take a bullet for Tom. And I, and I don't mean, I, I mean that in the most serious way. Like. He's my favorite player ever. He's the sole reason that I'm actually a fan of the team. And yet I have to go witness him. Not just doing well owning. He's the best player in the league today. Today. He's the best player in the league. And it's hard for me to comprehend why Bill wasn't okay with having him on the team.
0: Yeah. And it's even tougher when, you know, you may never get answers. He may you never, won't ever get answers. Yeah, and so. Tom is too, respectful
1: thank you perfect word he's too respectful to put bill down he won't ever do it even when he retires he won't do it he would have done it already he won't do it he won't put bill down he, he what might if he comes out and
0: wins happens. what if he comes out and wins this weekend in the press conference? that's what you get you piece of shit we're kicking me out he starts crying at the mic i didn't want to do this yeah
1: yeah <laughs> there are a lot of people that and this is still a thing that think that. Tom kind of got lucky as far as the situation. And don't get me wrong, Tampa is a good team. I'm not trying to say that Tom is carrying Tampa by any means. Do I think they're a Super Bowl roster without him? No. They were good, but they need Tom. They weren't, correct. They were not a Super Bowl roster. They added Tom Brady. Tom recruited his fellows Gronk, Antonio Brown, all that other stuff, but Yeah, sorry for you your Patriot haters or Tom Brady haters for us opening up with that, but there's just a lot to talk about and personally yeah. I'm I'm pretty sad this week. Uh, yeah, I've I've been accused of being a Bucks fan now for a year and a half, and I've, I've gotten sick of it because, yeah, I'm a Tom Brady fan. I'm not a Bucks fan. Um, do I love Gronk, too? Yeah, absolutely I love Gronk, too. But I'm a Patriot fan, so this week I've been I've been trying to make it playful and, you know, come at Brady on, on Facebook and be silly. But um, anybody that thinks I hate Tom Brady or that, you know, there's people accusing me on the Facebook page of uh, – Whatever the word they they called me, but I'm like, you got. I'm being playful right now. Like, come on. But
0: I mean, as a Manchester United fan, we lost the goat. Thirteen years later, he's still the best. He came back. We got (laughs) back, and he just scored a game winner today in the Champions League. So that's kind of fun. Go ahead with the question. Unfortunately, Tom's
1: Tom's not going to come back. Ah, here we go. Thursday night football this week. Do you know what the game is?
0: Bengals Jags.
1: It is Bengals.
0: versus Lawrence.
1: Yes. Uh, My question is based off that game. Today. Yeah. Who would you take number one? Joe Burrow. Okay. I 100% agree. I thought we'd argue here.
0: Joe Burrow. And also, I want to put it on record because I did say I thought he would be better, and Jerry's still out, but I like my backing. I said the Bengals should trade their pick back to five and just take Herbert. Just take Herbert now, obviously Burrow is gonna burrow, but man i I feel I puff my chest out with how much I was trying to push Herbert as the best quarterback of that draft class. People kind of thought I was crazy, but I love Bur- or uh, what Herbert's doing, but I'm taking burrow over Lawrence uh Lawrence, um be honest, it's kind of petty stuff too uh, I don't like the long hair um I don't like I don't like his answer to the question like I don't need football. I don't like how he seems more laid back and going with the flow, which is cool for a quarterback, but I like Joe Burrow's fire. I like how he's cocky at the mic when he comes up for his guy Jamar Chase. Like I was when we were at the campground all like a couple summers ago, I was just Joe Tutty Burrow, like, let's put on the LSU game when he's breaking all those records. I just loved what he was doing. He just he led such a cool team and gosh, the coldest photo in sports with that cigar and kicking it back. I like how he got emotional talking about his coach Orgeron when he was. I just like everything that comes with Burrow. Maybe talent-wise, you can argue that Trevor Lawrence is better it's just because he's on the Jags. I'm not even – honestly, I haven't even gotten into on-the-field production. I just like everything that comes with Joe Burrow. And my favorite number is nine. That's what Joe Burrow wears. So favorite color is orange. He plays for the Bengals. I mean, it's a lot of dumb stuff, but at the same time, I'm taking Burrow. I would I would ride into battle with Burrow.
1: Yeah, you you didn't say a single thing I disagree with. I will say this: um, as far as the Herbert Justin Joe Burrow argument, um, I think the jury's still out yeah. because Herbert Herbert definitely has a better roster, but the Bengals are starting to get their offense together and things look good for Burrow. So I think we'll we'll see. But uh, as of right now, um. I, it's okay. not a question. It's not a question for me. It's Burrow over Lawrence. It is a question whether it's Herbert over Burrow. I think I just like
0: Herbert's yeah. mobility in that situation there. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. That's fine. Yeah, I agree. Um, I got two questions kind of bundled up into one here. So uh, I'll let you pick top or bottom here.
1: Oh, uh, top.
0: Okay. Who is the best Owen 3 team? The team you haven't completely given up on. You have the yeah. Jets. Jags, Lions, Giants, and Colts?
1: For me, it's not close. I think it is the Colts. We've said this. We said this back on the AFC South breakdown. There's no reason to lose sight of it. We predicted, at least I I definitely think I did. I think you were there too. We predicted them to start 0-5, and we hated it. We literally were talking about calling an audible and saying, let's re-predict their schedule because there's no way they go 0-5. But they easily could go zero five this week. They have another. Um, I think it's Miami. Yeah, at Miami, and then they're at Baltimore. At Miami, and I, they could go zero four. This is a good football team. Do they have it all together? No. Do they have vaccine vaccination issues there? Yes. Do they have locker room issues? Yes. Um, but are they talented? Yes.
0: Okay. So,
1: yeah, I and think the- it's
0: I think it's the Colts. Okay, and then my next question is who is the worst O and or worst 3 and 0 team? Which I don't think any of them are bad, but Rams, Cardinals, Raiders, Panthers, Broncos.
1: Spoiler, the only one that did not make my top 10 was Denver. And here's why. Do I think they're bad? No. Go along with what you just said. But to answer your question, I think they're the worst of the undefeateds only because fun fact they have yet to be a team that has a win. Yep. So as of right now, we don't know how good they are. True. Jury's out. Yeah. I think that's I think that's fair. If you're a Broncos fan listening to this, shout out. Gotta I, be happy. I you gotta be happy your three 0 You always gotta be happy. And and you you took the worst team in the league, who I think is the worst team, like the Jets, the Jets the worst team in the league, the Jets. Shut them out. You shut them out. You didn't allow a single point. You know how hard that is to do in the NFL?
0: Yeah, one of the biggest things I always say about, like, teams that are beating bad teams, it's like, only thing you can ask as a fan it's is beating. for your team to make bad teams look like yeah. bad teams. And the Broncos have been able to do that all three weeks. So, Control them,
1: beat them, win the game.
0: Yeah, they, they're at home against the Ravens this week, so they got their first test. We'll see what they're made of. A lot okay. of the 3-0 and teams have a big test this week. We got the Panthers going to the Cowboys. We've got the the Rams and the Cardinals playing each other.
1: That's we've got the
0: Ra- we've got the Broncos and Ravens, and then Monday night Raiders Chargers. And in my opinion, the Chargers should be three and zero. So they've got some big big matchups going on. That la- God, the NFL's so good, so good. We were talking about this off air. There's literally four tire fires three to four bad teams and then like 24 good football teams.
1: Yeah. Week four live show is going to be a banger. Can't wait. Oh, um, I have, I don't even want to call this a question. This is a discussion again, much like we just had on the, on the Patriots books. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to start it off with a question and I'm going to keep the conversation going with questions. Okay. Okay. First question. Are we overvaluing Kansas
0: City? We'll see when we get to our top tens.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to keep this rolling, though. Yeah, go ahead. Do you see a fall off with them? Yes. Are we expecting them to be the new Patriots where they're just literally always going to be good year in and year out, never miss the playoffs? They're just always going to have success because obviously that's what the Patriots were and that's pretty unheard of. Tom Brady, Belichick, they went 20 years except for the one year where Brady was hurt. Rodgers misses the playoffs. I think Roethlisberger has missed the playoffs. Peyton Manning, I don't think ever Well, here's the thing. But Um, we're just assuming they're going to be great year in
0: and year out. I don't know about Super Bowl. But I do believe we expected them to make the playoffs a long time. Like a lot yeah. of the Steelers, the Ravens, the, there's plenty of teams that have made the playoffs a long time. But the next Patriots dynasty, no, for three to four reasons. One, what the Patriots did was never done before them, and I doubt it will be done after them. Two, in division, you have really good teams, especially with Derek Carr and Justin Herbert in division. When the Patriots did that, all due respect to what they did, They did have bad teams and dysfunction in the division. And three, I think everyone abandoned that ship when Mahomes signed a 40-plus million-dollar-a-year contract for 10 years. You simply can't have the roster and the depth to be able to do it over and over. Um, We see it, a lot lot of teams. It doesn't always work but because the Chiefs have led in every game, but this is the formula. Keep Mahomes in the pocket, safety over the top of Tyreek Hill, your best perimeter defender on Travis Kelsey and let the, let the rest do do whatever it's got to do. So there's 30, you got to score 30. You obviously have to be a good team to beat them, but if you are a good team, they are no longer this like juggernaut that has this bulletproof vest. We've seen them be beat different ways. Not a lot, but and I feel like they're one injury away on offense from being the, you know, I'll, I'll have a stat here that was for my top 10. The Lions and the Falcons have allowed 94 points through three games. The Chiefs have allowed 95.
1: Dude, sometimes we're so in the sync. Chief, the Chiefs have so- allowed
0: 95.
1: I, I, I also have a stat on there. Think about how you what, think what,
0: about what the Lions go ahead, and can, Falcons' defenses.
1: Yeah, let, let, me go, let me go a little deeper in the stat. So Lions, 95 points. Kansas City, 95 points. Atlanta, 94 points. Washington Football, 94 points. Jags, 91 points. Five teams have allowed 90-plus points. Four of them we consider trash. Do we not? Lions, Falcons, Washington, Jags. Bottom of Washington, but yeah, but yeah, they're they're not but good. We're not high on them, right? But because Kansas City's looped in there, we just assume they're freaking god it, status. Because it we It's these it's teams, freezing. these these five teams, including Kansas City, they are three and twelve. Yeah, including Kansas City. Why are right. we're just we're just pumping the brake sure. or we're just hitting the gas pedal and oh, it will be just fine. Let's just keep rolling. I don't know. Is there a reason you, they're, oh, they're
0: signing Josh Gordon? They might be scared in the locker room, too.
1: The Probably. thing is, we are prisoners, dude. Me and you were both on this live show Sunday. We both wanted to take the Chargers. We're like, the Chargers can win this game. The Chargers, yelled, went,
0: and we talked ourselves out of it. I yelled, I actually won money on the Chargers plus seven. I did bet on them. <laughs> yeah, but good. I, I told Casey, I was like pounding the table. I was like, I want him to take the yeah. charge so bad. Like, De- the Chiefs' defense is in trouble. Trouble. Big Can, time. Uh, let me say one more
1: thing before we move on from Kansas City and go into some mailbag and then top 10 here.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so here's what Kansas City is. Okay. Listen up skilled quarterback, skilled tight end, speedy receiver. The who, hitters- else, who else? Look. Why don't we think they're gonna beat everybody? And the Raiders <laughs> have a better exact same position. thing. They have a better they're defense. Exact same thing as the Chiefs. Remember how we were saying the Vikings and the Titans are the same, dude? The Raiders and the Chiefs are the same thing.
0: I, NFL's, I don't know. The NFL is good.
1: It is good, and I'm not. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're listening to this, be like, "Oh my god, they're just hating." They've, no,
0: Chiefs have scored ninety two points, and they've had the lead in every game. But that whole kryptonite of Mahomes not turning it over and the, the team's just going to outscore you. It's like if it wasn't for Baker getting tripped, throwing the ball out of bounds and having that fluke of an interception, they're 0 3. Yeah. If if Nick Chubb doesn't fumble and Baker doesn't get tripped when he can't see a guy, like some weird ass stuff, and they only beat him by four, I think. Yeah. They're 0 3. Like, Again, it just. I also to want to around, say,
1: but... this week, and I, I'm not, I'm not in love with the Eagles. I like what they did week one. They've kind of fallen off. They're at Philadelphia this week. They should win, but I'm not going to be shocked if they lose.
0: Dude, the Eagles. Miles Sanders two carries for twenty seven yards. They ran yeah. the ball three times against the Cowboys. Miles Sanders had like five touches for 52 yards. They just stopped going to him. Like I don't, yeah. Nick Sirianni. I didn't think they could find somebody to give Miles Sanders the ball less than Doug Peterson, but <laughs> they found it. Jeez, oh, what's his name? Uh,
1: say, do you have any more questions? Otherwise, we'll move into the mailbag.
0: No, we'll just go to the mailbag here.
1: Okay. Uh, Jeff Halbert writes in. What do you guys think of the Jags trade of C.J. Henderson to the Panthers for tight end Dan Arnold? He didn't ask about the tight end. I just added that part. So uh, let me say this. C.J. Henderson, first round pick last year to the Jags. Yeah. Traded trade under Urban. What's your take on the trade?
0: Yeah, makes no sense. Unless this tight end that they got is a really good blocker and they want a six lineman because their line's so bad. It makes a ton of sense for the Panthers.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: What are the Jaguars doing is my question. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I I should yeah, clarify yeah. that. Yeah, the Panthers, JC Horn maybe down for the year. Go get yourself a playmaker. You know, you got you guys are three and zero. get going. Stay on yeah. top of the defense. I like that move. Jaguars. Let me see where it's at. Your defense is allowed ninety-one points to three games, and you're giving away your best corner. Pro- no, they got Griffin. But you give away a corner for I have to believe this tight end can block that I've never heard of. And they just need more protection on the line for Lawrence. But Urban Myers is destroying the team before he goes to USC, I guess.
1: Yeah, I will say this. Panthers love the trade. Um, JC Horn probably out for the year. At least that's what the rumor is, which absolutely sucks because the Panthers have a loaded, great, energetic defense. But they don't skip a beat. They're like, let's get this shit fixed. They go out and get CJ Anderson. Great move for them. Absolutely. For the Jags. They are depleted at tight end. They literally tried to sign Tim Tebow. So let, let's let give them the benefit of the doubt. They went out and acquired a tight end. But I've never heard of him. And I'm, I mean, not the to toot my horn, but I'm pretty good with players. I've never heard of this dude.
0: I mean, so somebody made a joke one time I was at a Super Bowl party. I said the name of someone. They're like, how do you know that? Someone's like, Brad knows the second string corner on every team. It was like, I find myself to be pretty fancy with the names and are not players. What? Who is this guy?
1: Don't know. Don't know. Time will tell, obviously. They did get a little bit of draft capital, not a lot, but yeah. Uh, Moving on here. So Kyle Miller writes in, what did you think of the Seahawks' comments towards Ken Norton? Ken Norton is the defensive coordinator, I believe, for the Seahawks. Maybe he's a secondary coach. They made some negative comments. Uh, Ultimately, I'll I'll start off here. Seahawks aren't very good defensively, so why wouldn't they make comments? I don't think that's wrong for them to to say, hey, our scheme sucks.
0: Yeah, you can criticize your coaches and stuff. It's just more turmoil after what happened with Russell Wilson this offseason. And unfortunately, the Seahawks came out and it was like, wow, they really put all that behind them. Their last six quarters of football have been atrocious. They allowed a monster comeback by the Titans in the second half. They they lose that game and then honestly they don't play what They had a few good series, but over the course of the game, they were vastly outplayed by the Vikings. And you have to worry because in that division, you can't drop games. I mean, in that division. So I, I mean,
1: will, they, yeah, oh, I agree with you, but I will slightly defend the Seahawks only because I like the Seahawks and because what I'm going to say is legit. If you were to give me five teams today that have the best receiving combos in the league. One of them would be the Vikings. The other one would be the Titans. And then it would be some other ones. So let's pump the brakes on the Seahawks corner suck when you're going up against Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. And then the following week, you go up against um, Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Like, those are some good spots.
0: I do think the argument with that would be is, one, it wasn't Julio Jones and A.J. Brown that beat the Seahawks. It was their run defense. Fair. And secondly, against the Vikings, it was like, they're starting running back was out. So why not focus more on taking away their two stud receivers? Cause you can't, nope. and I get that, but I'm just saying that when Dalvin cooks out, you can commit maybe one or more, one or two guys more to helping stop those guys. It just, I don't know. Seahawks. Like I said, their last six quarters, not been good.
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And I don't think they' see C- who do they got this week? I know it's a little tough here. They have a uh, good game, too. Got it up here. Seahawks, Seahawks,
0: Seahawks,
1: 49ers. Seahawks. The 49ers, and they're on the road, 4 o'clock game. Um, it's a dogfight. Niners are coming off a loss, too.
0: It's a big game, because the 49ers can really turn the screw on the Seahawks here. Yeah. Because if they beat the Seahawks, you're going to have a four-win team, because the Rams and Cardinals play each other in two, three, and one teams, and the Seahawks will be looking up at the standings like, man.
1: Yeah. Tough. uh i'm ready for top 10 teams if you are
0: yeah sure if you want to start it let me start
1: yeah i'll go ahead and start her off hey um so i gave you guys the spoiler earlier when we were talking that that denver's on the outside looking in um another one that i'm just not ready to commit to is the packers so packer fans one more week give me another week um who you guys got this week you're hosting the steelers um <laughs> do i think you can beat them yes if you don't though we'll talk I'm sorry. We're going to talk about it. So let's go ahead and get a top 10. Number 10, Dallas. Um, I predicted this as a playoff team. I haven't really wavered. I think they're the best team in that division. As of right now, they're playing like it. Um, the thing that I love the most, and I'm so comfortable putting this team in the top 10, they are back to running the ball. Not necessarily with Zeke. Zeke is getting carries, but with are mixing in Pollard. They're, they're it's their two running backs, and then they're throwing to the receivers. I like this team. I think Dak is comfortable, and the defense looks much improved. Is it great? Probably not, but it's, in, it's improved over last year, which is enough to get them in the top 10. Nine, Ravens. Loved the Ravens to win the North. Um, after the injuries at running back, I backed off that prediction. Uh, do I think they're going to win the North? Probably not. The Browns look really good, but this is a damn good football team. They're so unique. They beat everybody, and just when you think they're going to lose to a bad team, they kick in NFL record, 66 yard field goal. Justin Tucker goat number eight. I freaking love this team, dude, the Panthers. Um, it sucks. They lose JC horn, but immediately they immediately fix it with CJ Henderson. They didn't wait a week. They're like, no, we have Tom Brady in our division. We have to go get a corner. They go out and get one. Uh, Gosh, the freaking Panthers. I'm just, I'm super, I'm super excited for Panther fans. I'm super excited for Jets fans who are living their season through Sam Darnold because you guys suck. Um, and I'm excited for just Sam Darnold in general. You know, I think this is a, a big, big opportunity and, and they're super fun to watch. Seven, I didn't move them up this week. They deserved to move up, but I didn't. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Raiders at seven. I think right now, what they're doing is incredible. They became the first team in NFL history to beat three teams that won 10 plus games the year before to start the season. Um, It's never been done before. Probably. I mean, it's going to be a rare feat because that means you're beating good teams to start your year Uh, going on the road to LA to play Justin Herbert. is going to be a tall task. I don't know if they're favored, but they easily could be They're This is a good football team, and uh, Raiders got a lot to be excited about. I didn't think they'd be much more than a five or six win team. And they got half that already. Six. This is why the Raiders should be higher. Six is Kansas City. I, I The fact that I have a one and two team in my top ten is, is it goes a lot against what I, I'm usually for. But I'm going strictly on what I believe this team is. In five weeks. Sorry if that upsets people listening. Kansas City is the sixth best team. Five. I, I, I've completely flipped the script on this team. I had them as a bottom feeder. Maybe seven top wins. Seven wins. Arizona is freaking really good. They have everything that you want in a team. They do everything well. Um, yeah, they get, the Jags gave them some trouble. But a lot of teams struggled to play in florida this time of year and i thought it was it was interesting that they fell behind and were still able to come away with a 10-point lead or a 10-point win I, I like arizona four browns they should be three no you should be but continue to win the games that you that you can um what they did to the bears in a rookie uh at home i thought was extremely impressive the fact you know i i, I shout out the Bron- the broncos for shutting out the jets If you hold an NFL squad to under 50 yards, wow. Wow. Three, Bills, Josh Allen in company. What they're doing is huge. Uh, They lost to a healthy Steelers team week one. I'm not going to hold that against them. They look really good. They're moving the ball. Um, They can score on anyone. I said last week that I, I thought the Rams would beat Tampa and that I wouldn't move Tampa in a loss. I lied. Cause the Rams are really good. Tampa's at two. They're two and one. Um, I didn't think they just looked ill prepared. I thought they just weren't as good as the team across from them. At the end of the day, I thought that the Buccaneers are a very good team and a top three team every single day of the week, but the Rams looked better and Matthew Stafford looks incredible. Um, the one thing I heard this week about the Rams and I completely agree For the first time in Sean McVay's life, he doesn't have to pass through play action. He can just say, hey, we're going to pass it, and they pass it, and they pass it well. Deshaun Jackson is a great fit for that team as a third, fourth option, depending on who you ask. Um,
0: Rams at one. Okay, I'm going to start. It's a good list. Obviously, our lists are sometimes they're the same, and sometimes they're different. This will be the latter. This will be one where it's a little bit different. Um, I, some, you just got to catch me on the right day. But today I was making my list and I said, I want to go by if someone hadn't watched the NFL yet. Where would I want to tell them who I think going into this week are the best teams? So here are my four massive arguments for the teams that I do not have my list. Broncos did not make my list. The three teams they've beaten are combined 0 and 9. The Panthers did not make my list. They've beat the Jets, the Texans, and the Saints when they had seven coaches missing. The team looked like they just didn't know what was going on. The okay. Ravens, they almost lost to the Lions, and they did lose on Monday night, although it was to a good team. I have the Ravens barely off my list. Again, that's just a case of the NFL so good, guys. All these teams are so good, but when there's so few different var- varieties and records, and uh, the Chiefs are not on my list. Their defense is abysmal. And I'm not going to just go based off what they've done the last three years. They could turn it around. When they do, they'll be back on my list. But until then, they're going to be off of it. Number 10, I've got the 49ers. I think they're a well-coached team. But the more I watch Kyle Shanahan, the more I don't like him. He just looks like an asshole. Sorry about my language there. I just can't stand Kyle Shanahan, really. The team was in a dogfight that they should have lost to the Eagles. They allow a massive comeback by the Packers. The time management was poor. Aaron Rodgers beat them, but they're going to be at 10. Packers are right there at nine. I think they're awfully dependent on their three stars on offense. They're not getting too much of a pass rush. They'll enjoy Zedaria Smith getting back. I stand by my opinion that Jair Alexander is a top five corner in the league. I think he's been showing up, showing out. This team's well coached. I think Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are really getting along. Of course, that's better when they win, but I like them at nine. Number eight, Dallas Cowboys. I was wrong on them. And the reason why I was going to wait to ask this question until next week, but Trayvon Diggs has been the most breakout player in the league. He's he's honestly just following number one receivers and kind of just laughing it off. It started with Mike Evans. Uh, He played well against Keenan Allen and Mike Williams last week in a close win over the Chargers. And then he followed Devontae Smith around and kind of made him look like a rookie, even though he's only two years in. Um, number seven, this is where it's kind of going to get debatable because they just beat them. But I have the Chargers at number seven. I think they're an incredible team. And if it wasn't for a nightmare of penalties, they beat the Cowboys. This team would be 3-0. and I think they've got pieces on defense. Asante Samuel Jr. might be rookie defensive player of the year. And this is with Chris Harris Jr. still working his way back from injury. They've The middle linebacker. Backer Kenneth Murray in his second year's ball and Derwin James is healthy. We are being reminded what he can do. So I really like this team from front to back. Number six Raiders. They're three, and and0 maybe you can make a case for them to be a little higher, a little lower, but they beat down the Steelers who I don't believe are a good football team. And both of their home games, they trailed by 14 speaks volumes that they can come back, but I don't think that's a healthy way to go about winning football games. And then, I'll keep it short and sweet because our five through one are identical. The Cardinals, 3-0. and um, Heard on the herd that they're the only team to have 300 pass yards and 100 rush yards in every single game this year. They've got a monster pass rush. Murphy, Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, they have guys making plays on the perimeter. Browns, exactly like you said, should be 3-0. A couple mishaps in the game against the Chiefs opening week. They cleaned it up. They really dominate on the ground. Time of possession yet last weekend was the Kareem Hunt show. They can really mix it up when they want to. OBJ's back. Again, he didn't have the moment like I predicted, but what a game. I mean, he was a number one receiver out there, and perhaps his best catch was out of bounds down the field, unfortunately, but he played well. Number three is a team I really wanted to put it to, the Buffalo Bills. They played terribly week one against the Steelers and lost by seven on a punt block return for a touchdown. That's very unfortunate. Their last eight quarters, they've outscored their team 78 to 21. And when they allowed the 21 to Washington, that game was pretty much in the bag when they were scoring points anyway. But I'll keep Tampa at two for now because one, their biggest weakness they've addressed today in signing Richard Sherman. So their corners were weak, probably not anymore. And uh, their roster's ridiculous top to bottom. They've got Tom Brady, they're playing really well. Maybe you could make the case they're looking forward to Tom Brady's and Gronks. Don't forget about him too. Their return to new England. Number one, the Los Angeles Rams. Let's not act like they don't possibly have a top five wide receiver in the league in Cooper cup. That dude just cooks people all day. He's had some knee issues, so he hasn't been able to put the whole seasons together, but he's got Matt Stafford who don't miss him and he's making corners look ridiculous. Um, the whole team. I think the LA Rams kind of remind me of the Golden State Warriors. Um, they've got just three guys in Matt Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald who are just at the peak of their game. You can add some other players, but I want to go before Kevin Durant. And what I mean by that is before Kevin Durant, when you watched the Golden State Warriors at the Splash Bros, you just smiled while you were watching them. They were just so fun to watch. And watching this this romantic love story between Sean McVay and Matt Stafford is literally just like it how how are the Rams not must-watch TV? And but I do want to pop the brakes on this. People are saying Matt Stafford could potentially get the ring he deserves. There's not a single player that deserves a Super Bowl ring in the NFL. I don't care if you're on a bad team or a good team. You could say he could he's gonna get the the chance at a ring he's deserved. Sure. But no one deserves the Super Bowl in the NFL not even Matt Stafford because he was playing in Detroit he threw picks there too okay he's not untouchable however I do believe he's got a good team for the first time in his career defense and a coach he can truly rely on they are fun to watch my biggest swing and a miss in my preseason projections by far and they are undoubtedly the best team in the NFL they just beat Tampa Bay by Two scores, so I don't know how anybody else could not have the Rams at one.
1: yeah, real quick. Um, I was just thinking of this Shoot. as we were as we were talking going over our top tens. Um, for mine specifically, there's a couple teams here that that have something in common. Rams, they love their team. realize they have a weakness. It's a quarterback. They go out and get one, okay. Tampa, they realize they have a good team, but have a weakness. They go out and get one. Not every day, Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady are on the open market. So I'm not insinuating you can just go get a a guy. But next year, Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, just throwing that out there, guys. Um, Arizona, they had drafted Josh Rosen, realized it was going to work. They had the number one pick. They're like, you know what? We got to get our guy. They go out and get one. The Panthers realize they have a good team. They tried to acquire every stinking quarterback that was physically possible to acquire this offseason because they realized that they're that close. If your team is a quarterback away, find a way to get one. I mean, I'm not saying you can get it because obviously we're not GMs, but it's like, man, it's got to be so frustrating because there are so guys out there and sometimes looking right at you. If the Steelers don't go out and get their guy. This offseason, it's like, what are you doing?
0: Two things to add. Sometimes it's not always the quarterback. The Bills needed that one guy in the perimeter to take him over the top. Yeah. They yeah. give up massive picks for Stephon Diggs. Cardinals, when they had Kyler Murray, De- DeAndre Hopkins. You yeah. know, they're using the resources available. But but still, I'm just saying they're using resources available to go get what you want, to your point. And uh, what I'm saying about the Steelers, the whole go down with the ship thing, um, in terms of getting their guy, I think we've been robbed by our GM, who's done a great job for 20 years, who doesn't care anymore. And I say that because he's announced many a times in the past couple of years, he's leaving when Ben Roethlisberger does. Hey, we should probably draft Jalen Hurts in the second round when we have the chance and move on from Big Ben. Now we'll just restructure him for a one-year $14 million contract because we just... I want to have Ben but, till I go out, and he's appeasing him. What really should have happened is Ben should have been given the choice, go somewhere else or retire as stealer, and we should have drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. I'm not saying Jalen's killing it over at the Eagles, but he's thrown for over 300 yards, and he's mobile. Our offensive line is getting older and weaker. He's a mobile quarterback. We have young receivers. It was absolutely the pick that should have happened. But our GM has an allegiance to Ben with their careers ending the same time and them being together for 17 years. So I really think we were done in by a GM that way, but then again, you know, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati, he's going to be a steeler next year. What do you mean? Sean,
1: no. Sean Watson.
0: Well, I mean, I would, t- I would take Deshaun Watson. Obviously, our quarterbacks in the past have done questionable things and whatnot. But Desmond Herder's number nine. Desmond number nine, dude. Matter, but oh, it's all yeah. cool. I, I said, I, I gave my case, you know, a few pods ago on why Deshaun Watson would fit. But, yeah. man, there's some serious stuff going on with him. I don't even know if he'll play in the NFL again.
1: Yeah, I guess time will tell with that. It it yeah. seems it seems to be. I don't want to use the right words here? It seems to be clearing up. We'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. Uh. Wow. Well, sorry, a day late, dollar short, guys. But we are here. Drop to the power rankings. Drop to the, the discussions of the week. Um. Hope you guys can join us on the live show on Spotify Green Room. I thought we had a really successful live show this past Sunday. Um. The people that did tune in. We had nothing but positive vibes and feedback back. Um, so I would hope that if you haven't made the move, get Spotify green room. It's completely free. You just have to sign up quick and follow Brad, follow myself. And uh, if you're interested, we'd be more than happy to have you jump on live and talk about your favorite team, your favorite game wh- or uh, yeah.
0: One of the biggest things too, guys is unlike Facebook live, you can completely close down your phone or open new apps or look at other things like your phone's not completely shut down. You can even put us on in the background, you know, help pump our numbers up just to support the cause. Oh, drive, just a,
1: drive and listen to us.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's just a much easier, much smoother, better quality. Everything about it's better. So that that's where we're going forward. And we hope that if you've never been on a live show, you come join one because it's fun to hear the discussions and whatnot. I enjoy it. Everyone else who's been in there enjoys it. So come on in.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys, I can't wait for week four. I cannot wait for Sunday night. Um, As you guys know, it's huge. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Go Patriots. Tom Brady's a weirdo.
0: Glory, glory, Manchester United, baby. Coming for that ship.
1: We out. Real talk.